and uh, just really enjoying some great truths from it. Two weeks ago we taught on chapter 1 about stirring up the gift that is in thee. And then last week we spoke of some things that uh, Paul charges Timothy do in verse number um, uh, verse number 13. He says, hold fast that, that form of sound doctrine. Uh, verse number 14, he says, the good thing which was committed unto thee, keep. Um, and went through several of those that uh, things that Paul had told them. Uh, that he, they was to endure hardness as a good soldier. He was to commit uh, the things that he had heard uh, to faithful men who were able to teach others also. And we've gone through a number of things in chapters 1 and chapter 2. And uh, today we're going to be in chapter 2, a very familiar verse, one that many of you probably have memorized, and that is Second uh, Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15. Paul charges Timothy here, says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that uh, needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Alright, I want to give you five things today from this verse um, that a workman should be, a workman for the Lord, uh, should be five things that should characterize us. And we'll look at these things very quickly. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll jump into the lesson. Father, once again we come to you and we ask for the next few moments. Lord, I need your strength. I need your help. You know the battles I'm struggling with today physically. And Lord, I ask that you would strengthen and give grace. And then, Lord, that you would uh, aid the message. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit do His work. Above all, may He do His work. And so, Father, help us this afternoon. Give us what is needed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Five things that a workman for the Lord should be. Uh, the first one we're going to give you is a workman for the Lord should be prepared. He should be prepared. Paul begins this verse of charging Timothy with the word study. It's a word we don't like. My son... Uh, was the one of my three kids who did not like school. My two daughters enjoyed school. <coughs> my son couldn't stand it. And uh, because a lot of times some people look at studying as something that is not enjoyable. There is labor. There is work involved in it. And um, if you hold your place here, we're going to be back to Second Timothy in just a moment, but we are going to look at some passages today. So turn in the Old Testament to the book of Joshua. <coughs> Joshua. Chapter number 1. Joshua chapter number 1. Joshua chapter number 1. And uh, Joshua is just beginning to take leadership of the nation of Israel after the death of Moses. <clears throat> and in Joshua chapter number 1, in verse number 8... Joshua charges the people, he says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now again, he's not dealing here with just meaning you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, he's dealing here with the fact that God's going to prosper your efforts in serving Him. And this idea of uh, the book of the law, not departing out of our mouth, uh, but the word to meditate therein day and night. And the idea of uh, putting some effort into this. And so Paul tells uh, Timothy that he's to study. And I wrote down uh, five things that I think ought to be 
part of our study. And uh, the first one goes without saying, and this is, I know it sounds uh, very elementary and probably common sense, but the truth of the matter is, it's amazing how many people who understand and know this verse of Scripture do not do this first thing, and that is, we must read it. All right? I know that sounds simplistic, but I am shocked at how many people. I took a survey uh, just, it hadn't been very long, about 12 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. I took a survey where I did not have people put their names on it because I wanted them to be very transparent. I wanted them to be very honest. And I took a, a, a survey of a couple of different churches and uh, handed them out. They were able to fill them out. They turned them in anonymously. And one of them was, uh, how often do you read your Bible? And we gave them several multiple choice efforts. Uh, only when I go to church. Uh, very rarely. Uh, most of the, or some of the time. Most of the time. All of the time. Things like that. They gave them several options. And there was a large percentage. I can't remember the amount now, but it was well over 50% of them that said they only read their Bibles when they went to church. And we're talking about Christian people. We're talking about people who go to church, who are members of churches. And I was shocked by that. Uh, I really was shocked by that. If we're going to study and understand this book and be able to, to share it and teach it to others, um, like Paul told Timothy to do in our study last week, uh, the things which I have uh, learned among the among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. If we're going to be able to accomplish that, we, we need to at least read it. That's the least we can do in studying it. The second thing I have is we need to learn to compare Scripture with Scripture. Uh, don't build a doctrine. Don't come on one verse and read it out of its context and come up with some off-the-wall truth. It is not to be taken that way. All of Scripture must agree with all of Scripture. And so I would say this, compare Scripture with Scripture. The importance of reading it. Um, I'm not going to have you raise your hand, but it's amazing to me how many people have been saved for any length of time at all, let's say five years or more, that have never even one time read through the entirety of the Bible. Not even once. And then we wonder why God doesn't use us more. If we're going to be a workman for the Lord, if we're going to be sharing this gospel uh, to a world that needs to hear it, if that is our commission that God's given us to do, we need to read it. We need to learn to compare the Scripture with Scripture so that all of Scripture is in agreement. And I will say this, and I've said it so many times before, if there is something wrong between what we believe and what the Bible says, the problem is with our belief, not with the Bible. So we need, need to make sure that we are comparing Scripture with Scripture. Number three, we are to meditate on it. Joshua says we're to meditate day and night on it. Uh, Psalm 1 talks about uh, the blessed man. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in this law doth he meditate day and night. Um, I would put it this way. Saturate yourself with God's Word. Think on it. Meditate on it. Dwell on it. Read a verse. And then when you go to do something around the house or on your way to work, be thinking about what you read. And uh, constantly be uh, thinking on these things. Number four, uh, take notes. Take notes. Take notes. If we're going to be prepared, we need to do all of these. We need to take notes. If your brain is like mine, it leaks. It forgets things way too quickly. So take notes. Number five, memorize. Memorize Scripture. Be able to call it to memory. As I get older, my mind doesn't work as well as it used to, and COVID has created a big problem with it. 
uh, there are verses that used to come easy to me that I could recite and quote are becoming more and more difficult for me to do. But that means that I've got to work all that much harder in memorizing. Just because it's getting harder to memorize doesn't mean we should stop memorizing. And so memorize Scripture. So the first thing that ought to characterize a, a workman is to be prepared. To be prepared. He told him to study. And uh, we ought to do five things under that. We ought to read. We ought to compare Scripture with Scripture. We ought to meditate on it. We need to take notes. And we need to memorize it. All right, number two. The second thing that ought to characterize a workman uh, for the Lord is they ought to have diligence in their efforts. Diligence in their efforts. Notice what he says here. Verse number 15, study. And this is how we are to study. We're to study in such a way to show ourselves approved unto God. We're to study to that level. We're to study to the point that if we were to stand before God, He would look at us and say, You did a good job. Well done. You studied my word well. Now, whether it be our study, whether it be our labor for Him, whatever the case may be, we ought to have a diligence. I wrote several areas that we should be diligent in. First of all, and the obvious one is, we're to be diligent in our study. That's the one that is uh, very literally seen here in the verse. We're to study to show ourselves approved unto God. And uh, so there's a diligence that should be given to study. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 and verse number 10 tells us that whatsoever our hand findeth to do, do it with all our might. And so we're to have a diligence here. I have written down several things. We're to be diligent in prayer. <clears throat> we're to be faithful in study. We're to be devoted to study. We're to be energetic. That's a tough one sometimes. We should be energetic in our study. And then I wrote down this, God deserves our best. We don't just study to get by like we did in college. We study because the souls of men and the eternity of an eternal living soul hangs in the balance of what we study. We need to study as unto the Lord. We need to give Him our very best in this area. So we need to be diligent in our praying. We need to be faithful in our studying. We need to be devoted in our studying. We need to be energetic in our studying. And God deserves our best. So there ought to be a diligence about us. If we're going to be a workman for the Lord, there ought to be a preparation. There ought to be a diligence that is given to our efforts. And then number two, or number three, I'm sorry, uh, I have down here, we need to be approved unto God. We need to be approved unto God. Notice what it says here. Uh, study to show thyself approved unto God. We're not only to study in such a way that our mental understanding of Scripture is approved by God, but our approval of God ought not to be just limited to His Word. In Romans chapter number 12, in verse number 1, Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, <coughs> that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The idea of giving our bodies as a holy, pure, clean sacrifice is what is acceptable unto God. And so again, not only should it be in our study, but it should be dealing with our lifestyle. There should be a purity. There should be a holiness about us. 
If we're to be workmen that need not to be ashamed and, uh, and uh, that we're to be approved unto God, we need to live in such a way that we exemplify, that we live in such a way that we become the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ as far as uh, the way that we portray it. Look back just a few verses from where we're at in 2 Timothy to chapter 2 and verse number 4. Notice the Bible says this, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Why? That he may please him who had chosen him to be a good soldier. If we want to be approved of the Lord, our life needs to match our message. There needs to be an approval of God in our study, in our diligence, in our, our holy living. Hebrews chapter number 11 in verse number 6, the Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. We need to be approved of God in our faith. We need to be strong in our faith. And then Romans chapter 8 and verse number 8. Paul writes this, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So we find over and over again in Scripture, I've only given you a handful of Scriptures here this afternoon. But over and over again in Scriptures, the Bible speaks of the fact that a godly man is the kind of man, a holy man, a pure man or woman, is one that can have God's approval. They'll have the pleasing of God. Uh, and that one that lives after the flesh, one that walks in the flesh, is one that will not please God. Alright? So we're to be prepared. We're to study. Uh, we're to be diligent. We're to show ourselves. We're to, we're to study in such a way that we show ourselves approved unto God. So there should be a diligence to us. There should be a desire to be approved unto God, not only in our study, but in our lifestyle. Number four, there needs to be a confidence. There needs to be a confidence in the workman that needeth not a workman for the Lord. Notice it says here, workman that needeth not to be ashamed. A confidence. Paul was writing in the first chapter of this book. If you look over in chapter one, verse number seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There ought to be a strong confidence, having studied, having prepared, having been diligent, having a life that is approved of God, then there should be a holy confidence. A holy confidence. Not an arrogance, but a confidence. We go to serve the Lord. We go to talk to somebody about the things of the Lord. There shouldn't be a bashfulness, a shamedness, or uh, embarrassment. It ought to be something we do confidently. I would go so far as to say it this way, and I've said it a few times, perhaps and maybe not in these exact words, but sharing the gospel with someone or sharing the need of Scripture with somebody who's hurting to talk about the things of the Lord with someone ought to be one of the most natural things a Christian does in his life. It should not feel like we're a fish out of water when we talk to somebody about the things of the Lord. We shouldn't feel uneasy. We shouldn't feel embarrassed like, I, I, don't, I can't believe I'm talking about these things. It ought to be such that when we're, we're the, the way that Paul is telling Timothy to be, it ought to be such that it's the natural thing for our conversation to gravitate to the things of the Lord. Whether you're in a social setting or whatever setting it is, there ought to be a natural inclination for the conversation to move to the things of the Lord. 
these things ought to be what characterize us. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. You don't need to turn there unless you'd like to, but uh, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Now, I tell you this, when God is the one that is directing our paths, when we're trusting in Him, when we're leaning upon Him, it is easy to have confidence. It's easy for me to proclaim a truth to someone when, when they say, well, I don't know if I like that, or I don't know if I agree with that. I can say, you know what, I didn't either, but it is what the Bible says. I didn't like it either when I was in my flesh. When I got saved, all of a sudden these things became important to me. And there's a great confidence when you have the authority, not of your opinion, or not of things that you think are right, or you think are wrong, but you have a rock-solid foundation of the Word of God to base it on. And that's why Paul says there ought to be studying of this book. You need to know it, Timothy, so you can be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Needeth not to be ashamed. Jeremiah chapter 17, I've read so many times before in verses 7, 8, 9, 10, that the blessed man is the man that puts his hope in the Lord and in whose hope of the Lord, uh, in, uh, they puts his trust in the Lord and in whose hope the Lord is. Uh, and he's the man that is like the tree that is planted by the waters. And the Bible says he doesn't fear when the drought comes. He's, he's not afraid when the heat comes. Why? Because God gives him some confidence. God gives him some strength. And so we need to learn to trust in the Lord in this area. So, so far we've had, uh, we need to be prepared. We need to study. We need to do so diligently. We need to be diligent in several areas. We need to live in such a way that we're approved unto God. That there is an approval there, both of the knowledge that we have of Scripture and our life that matches the message. There needs to be a confidence... Not an arrogance, but a confidence as we lean and trust upon the truth of God's Word to be absolutely correct. <clears throat> I was in a, a home a number about three or four months ago and dealing with uh, a couple of parents and, a, and a, an adult daughter. And we were dealing with an issue and they made, uh, they made a statement and they said, um, well, kids come before the parents. And I said, no, that's not biblical. I said, we like to think that in society. But the truth of the matter is, kids are to be in subjection to their parents. And kids don't trump the parents. They don't come become the most important thing. Uh, and the, the daughter said, well, I don't agree with that. And I said, I didn't either. But it is what the Bible says. And given a choice between what I believe and what the Bible says, I'm going to always default to the Bible. Because it is infallible. And I am fallible. My opinion, my view, my thoughts are tainted with a sinful nature. This book is pure. This book is right. It's holy. And so there needs to be a confidence in the truth of God's Word. There needs to be a foundation that is given there. And then lastly, we ought to be uh, characterized by being capable. Capable. Notice he says this. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Here it is. <coughs> Dividing the word of truth. Is that what your Bible says? There's a word missing. Rightly dividing. There's a lot of men out here today that are dividing the word of truth. Trust me. They are dividing it quite a bit. But they're not rightly dividing it. There needs to be a, a capability. 
And I'll tell you this. I, there have been times I have misunderstood a passage or mispreached a passage, and I've had to come back and I've had to correct it. And I don't ever mind doing that as long as I can see that it needs to be corrected by Scripture. Because our desire is to be right according to Scripture. It's not, it's not to stroke my ego and make me feel good that I'm always right about things because I know that's not true. But our desire is to be accurate with Scripture. It's one thing for us to have done our very best and given our best diligence to study and we still misunderstood it or messed it up. But may it not ever be said of us that we messed up Scripture because we simply didn't do the diligence to study it. We didn't take the time to read it. We didn't take the time to meditate upon it. I understand we're human and there will be mistakes. But may it not be because we've not spent the time trying to find it out. We need to, we need to strive for and work for a capability of handling God's Word well, to be able to rightly divide it, to compare Scripture with Scripture, to ask for the Holy Spirit's leading and understanding of Scripture. God intends for you and I to understand this book more than our desire to understand it is. Do you understand that? Let me say it one more time. God desires for you and I to understand this book more than you and I desire to understand it. And when we ask Him to help us to bring illumination and understanding the passage, He will do that. He will help us to understand. He'll call to mind other passages of Scripture and other things that we've read that will help add light to it and give understanding to it. Five things that I think Paul deals with in this one verse as he's teaching Timothy. He tells him to study, showing that he needs to be prepared. He needs to be diligent. He's to study in such a way that he's to show himself approved unto God. There needs to be a diligence there. There needs to be a fervency, an effort that's given. There needs to be an approval unto God, both in our understanding of Scripture, our study of Scripture, and our life that needs to match the message. There needs to be a confidence, not an arrogance, but a confidence in the strength of God to accomplish His Word. And then there needs to be a capability. We need to be able to rightly divide. We need to be able to handle the Word of God skillfully. I don't know what level you're at in Scripture. Some people have been saved a number of years and they know this book and they can point to things. I would start here. If you're, if you're newly saved and you don't, know, you don't know a whole lot about the Bible, start by knowing the books of the Bible in order. It'll help, you, it'll help you navigate through the Scriptures. You say, Pastor, that is so simple. I can sit there and quote the books of the Bible with my eyes closed. But if you don't know it, that's one of the places to start. If we're going to rightly divide the Word of God, we need to be able to open it and, and, and be able to turn to passages and read them and understand them. So take some time. There's 66 books in, the, in our Bible. And uh, memorize them in order. Uh, know where they're at, generally located. Uh, as you read one, if, if you have one particular Bible that you read for any length of period of time at all, uh, Brother Mark and Miss Sandy gave me a Bible that I usually preach out of now because it's got larger print. It's much easier for me to see. And I'm still learning where everything's at in it. But I've got another Bible. In fact, I might have it yeah, here. This one I study from, and it's, it's been with me for a long time. And there's passages that I may not remember 
the number of the chapter and the verse, but I could tell you what side of the page it's on and where the verse is at on the page because I've had this one for so long. And so sometimes it may just be a matter of keeping a Bible long enough to know well how to turn to things in it, uh, how to find these things in it. But folks, learn to be capable in handling the Word of God. Uh, memorizing is going to help a lot with that. Asking God to help you have understanding is going to help a lot with that. Be capable of it. Learn about uh, some of the history of Israel. Learn about uh, the creation story. Learn about the flood. Learn about the, the, the major stories of Scripture. Learn about the judges and uh, Samson and Gideon and Deborah and all these uh, great, great heroes, Ehud and uh, some of these folks in the judges. Uh, learn about the, the time of the prophets. Learn about the kings of Israel. Learn about the divided kingdom. Uh, learn about some of their history. Uh, you'll find all that in the Old Testament. Uh, then come to the New Testament. And again, be able to understand and read through where uh, these epistles are. Know where they're at. Uh, to the letters, different letters to different churches. And uh, folks, we as God's people, if we're going to be workmen, and we're going to be laboring in the, in the harvest, we're going to be out trying to reach other folks with the Gospel. We need to know this book. We need to handle it well. Five things. Be prepared. Study. Be diligent. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Make sure that you are approved unto God in your studying and in your life. Make sure that you have a confidence because of your study. You have studied this book well. You're well prepared. And you go out in the strength of the Lord and with His aid, you ask Him to help bring to mind the passages and the things that are needed to be said to help reach someone with the gospel. And then make sure that we have the capability. Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and we'll be done. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. <clears throat> if there's nothing else you remember out of today's lesson, this afternoon's lesson, I don't want you to forget this verse. First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 8. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Several times in Scripture, the Bible talks about the importance of the watchman, the one that sounds the alarm, the one that rallies the troops. And if there is an uncertainty to it, the people are confused. People are lost in the day of battle. May we learn to give a certain sound on the trumpet. May there, be a, may there be a capability that you and I have to rightly divide the Word of God. Let's stand together and be dismissed in prayer. Father, we're so thankful for Your Word. And Lord, I pray that You would help just a simple lesson this afternoon, but so important. Lord, may we be workmen that need not to be ashamed. May we learn to rightly divide Your Word. Help us to have diligence. Help us to have a life that is holy and pleasing to You. Lord, help us to put forth the effort to study. May we learn to be prepared. May we have a desire 